Oh, I was like salting. Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome back to Life Simplified. We're so excited that you're joining us today for our Don't Be Salty episode, (laughs) aka our heart health episode. February is heart health month, so we're going to just talk a little bit about general heart health month and be sharing some personal experiences as well as some research from the American Heart Association. But I do want to make the disclaimer to listen to your physician. If if your physician has given you specific dietary requirements, then listen to them. What we're talking about today is very general. We are not physicians and we are not dietitians. So just wanted to put that out there. And to get us started, I just wanted to give a brief background of why I even wanted this topic. When we sit down and think about topics, the heart health was a very easy, like, yes, we're going to do heart health in February. That makes total sense. And immediately, I was like, dibs, that will, that's what I want. Mainly for the reason that I am living it. If you listened to our intro episode, you'll know that my husband had open heart surgery about five months ago, and we found out seven months ago that this was happening. So I've been thinking about this for seven months, been in it for about four or five. So I'm going to be sharing a lot of personal experience and what has worked and what has not in my life. And then if any of you are in this boat, please give us some feedback. Let us know. Let us know if these tips helped you or let us know what you're doing. Ladies, if I were to ask you how much saturated fat, sodium, and or added sugars you consume daily... Could you tell me, or at least give me a general idea? Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a number, so I don't worry about specifics. Yes, mine. No. No idea. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea, but I will be very honest. I'm a salt person. I like to use salt. I mean, Mm -hmm. I even add salt when I'm cooking when I really shouldn't. So as far as the other stuff, I'm not sure either. But I will tell on myself about the salt. Well, that was the exact response that I kind of expected. (laughs) And if you had asked me seven months ago, I would have the exact same response. I'd be like, well, you know, I mean, I don't really think about it. I think we're doing okay as far as saturated fat. We don't fry a lot. and We eat a lot of lean protein. So I think we're okay on saturated fat. But sodium, I would have never been able to tell you added sugars, I mean, if I want a sweet, I'll eat it. Also talked about in the habit episode that if I want one, I'm just going to, I'm going to have it. So I was right there with you. 
So if you are moving towards a heart healthy lifestyle, then the first thing that you would want to do is just take a look at your current situation. How much are you currently consuming? And to do that, taking a look at those food labels, really learning how to read a food label. And you might think that a food label is just really straightforward. It tells you how much fat is in something. It tells you how much sodium, how much added sugars, etc. It tells you all the things. If you're not taking into consideration your serving size, then you're not getting the whole picture. So you may have that soda or candy bar or whatever your favorite is. And you may be like, well, hey, it's not too bad. It's only got X amount of sodium or saturated fat or whatever you're looking at. But there may actually be two servings in that. So you would double that. Also take a look at your ingredient list. And your ingredients are listed by the one that has it has the most of. And you can also keep a food diary. But it's also all about being aware, which is our word for the year, just knowing what it is. So how often do you guys look at food labels? So surprisingly, uh, I do look at them more now than I used to. And not just because we're trying to cut back. I'm just trying to make healthier choices. So my son, like many other kids, eat all the time. Like he had like a full meal when he came home from daycare the other day before dinner. So I've really been looking at the choices of snacks that we're having and that we're providing for him. And whether that's just comparing to items like different brands or whatever it is to make sure there's not the added sugar. I'm not necessarily looking at the sodium and things like that, but just that additional sugar because I don't want to give my kid more sugar because, you know, he's off the chains already. So I'm just trying <laughs> I'm just so I have been um, a lot of times we'll have fruit and things like that, but just some of those grain bars or things like that, just trying to be more mindful in that way. Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily pay a lot of attention to food labels. I just try and make more of like whole food choices, trying to get more back to like the basics, um, th that idea of shopping the perimeter, you know things that my great-grandparents would recognize as food as opposed to a lot of the processed things so making more choices like not eating fast food not eating a lot of that other stuff but also I will say like when I, I have had times when I was trying a fad that I'm not gonna name but I had to look at labels because it was very strict in certain ways and shocked at especially when you think like the added sugars it's in everything. You know, I'm very much more like, kind of like Joni said, like I like savory and so salty is more like what I crave than sugar. Um, and so I would have thought, well, I might have a sodium problem, but my sugars are probably fine. But they're in so many things that you don't taste them. You, you don't know they exist in. So that is a time when I've looked at them. But I try to stay away from labels and just go to Whole Foods. Just go into things that are more natural and easily identified and don't have a whole lot of other things added to them as much as I can. Now, it's not an all-the-time thing, but trying to switch to that type of a lifestyle so it's more sustainable. 
Well, for myself, a couple of years ago, I went and made out a grocery list of all the foods that I purchased, you know, at the grocery store. I've done that for two reasons. One reason is to compare prices for the stores that are in our county. And second of all, then I would look at the nutritional facts of it. So I kind of already have a general ideal of the food that I buy as far as what's in them. Now, am I always perfect about getting the, you know, healthiest choice? Absolutely not. I'm not going to sit here and say that I do, but I for the most part, I already the food I, I eat the same thing a lot of times, so I already know what's in there. But I have been really trying to be more self conscious about shopping the perimeters even more and staying, you know, far as away from the added sugars and added salts and everything, the food, and going more with fresh or frozen, far as when it comes to our fruits and vegetables. Before all this, I I would look at food labels occasionally just to kind of check things out and our job kind of lends itself to looking at food labels we teach this and so I wouldn't say I was totally aware but I would check them out every now and then and then now I think I'm just I mean I'm over the top with it right now I'm just going to be real (laughs) honest I I had a really hard time at the beginning because I'm one of those all or nothing like this is what you said I need to do so okay I'm gonna look at every single thing and I really really stressed myself out at the beginning I'm not gonna say that I'm completely calm about it right now because that that would not be totally truthful but I have gone more to an overall picture which we'll talk about here in just a minute and I have really really been looking at labels lately and comparing just looking at what kind of bread we're eating can I get a different choice that would have less sodium or less added sugars so I've been a lot more aware of our food labels lately Mm -hmm. once you know where you currently are then you're going to look at where you need to be so once again listen to your physician But I'm going to go through just the American Heart Association recommendations for a heart-healthy lifestyle, and then we'll come back and discuss those. And we'll give you the links to these so that you can actually look at the article that we were looking at. But number one is to be physically active. Uh, The recommendation is 150 minutes of moderate physical activity or 75 minutes of vigorous physical activity each week. And that can be broken down, so 30 minutes most days of the week. And um, moderate physical activity would be your heart rate is getting up there. You could carry on a conversation, but, you know, if you wanted to sing a song, you probably wouldn't be able to if your activity is at a moderate level. If you can get enough air to sing then probably pick it up a little bit. And then the next one is to be tobacco free. The next one, manage your stress in a healthy way. So I mentioned earlier that I was super stressed and like to the point where, I mean, I was not managing it in a healthy way. I was irritable. That was not healthy for my heart. So I really had to take a step back there and calm down a little bit and then the one we're going to focus on is to eat an overall 
So overall is the key there, healthy dietary pattern. And so you're thinking big picture here, but with an emphasis on that variety of fruits and vegetables, those whole grains that have fiber, your lean and unprocessed, unprocessed proteins. These are all things that Tiffany was just mentioning that she's really trying to focus on. And Joni, like shopping that perimeter, looking for those whole foods, the unprocessed foods. An overall diet low in fats, especially those saturated fats and those trans fats and using the unsaturated fats instead. And with your saturated fats, just a quick reminder, saturated fats are typically solid at room temperature. And then your unsaturated fats are typically liquid at room temperature. And one of the things that I really found to be a great example, we have a publication with UK that is Healthy Choices for a Healthy Heart, and we'll also link that in the show notes. But they gave a great illustration of why the unsaturated fats would be healthier. And if you think of your blood vessels as a straw, imagine trying to push that saturated fat, which is solid at room temperature, through that straw. What's going to happen? It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. And Yuck. it's nothing is going to get through there. That's nasty. Yeah. So it's going to get clogged yeah. up. It's solid. But if you've got your unsaturated vets and pour them through, they're going to come on through. So I just thought that that was a really awesome illustration. So I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. We've already talked about processed foods. So using minimally processed foods and then minimize your intake of added sugars. And then here's my biggie. Foods prepared with little or no salt. And that is much easier said than done, which I have currently found. And it's not necessarily that I was adding the salt. It was that there's the, that sodium in a lot of the foods that we use and that we really enjoy. And then the last one is limited or preferably no alcohol. So looking at these recommendations, what would be the easiest for you to work towards or to achieve? Probably for myself would probably be eating more fruit, fresh fruits and vegetables. I could, I, that's a goal that I can, you know, set for myself that I can obtain. Because as I look through here, I already told on myself about the salt. So, I mean, I could, I could really try to cut it out, but I don't know. It's, I, I kind of feel that that is a goal that I will not, you know. So I rather set a goal that I know that I'm going to achieve and then maybe work on another goal, set a goal with, you know, an, Make sure that I have unsaturated fats instead of saturated fats myself. So I bought this item um, and I got a lot of flack for it because um, I'm the one that tries to push the healthier options at my house and with my friends. I bought a light salt. <laughs> and so... <laughs> what is this? I don't okay, know Amanda, what it we, is. We can't be friends. Listen, uh, that's exactly... My husband Explain. was like... What is this? So do I use twice as much? And I was like, no, <laughs> sir. <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> so I went a little overboard, maybe, um, like we talked about. But so, Joni, maybe you can try the light salt instead of just the regular salt. Well, that, that's a, I mean, that's really good recommendation. As you talk about that, my mom bought something for my brother. He's really had to watch also his salt intake. But I believe she also bought a salt. A, an artificial salt or something or another i wonder if it's in the same i don't know i'll have to we'll have to look at that and i didn't read the label so it may not be better than just using salt um to see what they have in it but they do make it just oh. so you know okay thanks for that tip <laughs> that's interesting yeah salt could be an issue for me too i think learning how to use other spices to flavor is big and i think it's so easy especially in our culture to just grab salt and pepper i feel like that's like the most common thing if you go out to any restaurant or any fast food that's what you have and i think being a little more creative um, and learning how to utilize other herbs and spices and things to flavor food because we do want i want to have flavorful food no one wants to just eat something because you have to you want to be able to enjoy it i think that's important but also one thing I do try to do is I salt as I'm preparing, but we do not salt after. Like, I don't like to keep the salt shaker on the table. Like, I think seasoning it while you're cooking it is, is better um, because I do know some people that just automatically salt things before they even taste them and know if they need it or not. And so trying to do that is important. And then I think for me also the awareness, and I do like this straw. <laughs> like yeah, kind of, wasn't that great? That's a, that's a great way to think about it because it can be hard even for us. We would teach this and it's hard to remember. Like, what is, what is that? What goes where? I do use butter. I will like just tell myself and I like real butter. Like, um, that's, I'm, but again, I like things that are a little more natural, a little more like back to nature. But I do like to use a lot of olive oil and things like that. And so I, I try to lean that direction with those more healthier, unsaturated oils instead of the solids. But continuing to be mindful of that. My staple seasonings, as she was talking about Tiffany, is salt, pepper, garlic powder, and onion yeah. powder. It's usually my staple ones. And I try not to use as much salt when I do prepare because not everybody in my house likes it salt mm -hmm. or like a block of salt right. kind of taste. And so I try to be more mindful of that because my husband doesn't like a lot of salt. So I salt after I cook, too. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more, I probably, I like salt. But I think my husband and kids probably like it more than me. So I salt it to, to my taste, my <laughs> likings. And sometimes they would not agree with me that it's salted enough. But, you know, I think, again, also th using things like ma making sauces. And sauces don't have to be with butter. Like using other things like the olive oils and, and garlic and some other things. I think that gives it a lot of flavor, too, in a way that can keep it. So it's being creative, which can be intimidating. And I... I especially know it can be intimidating because that's, you know, if you've listened at all last year, go back because cooking was not my thing probably <laughs> two years ago. I would have been like, nope, um, we're going to keep it pretty standard. But I think the more creative you can be and just trying new things, you find ways to enjoy your food in a little bit healthier of a way. And I mean, it's not foolproof. We're not looking for perfection. I think we're just looking for improvements. One thing I've tried to do is get a new herb and try it out gradually mm -hmm. and that way 
if we don't like it we're not too invested we're not just going and spending a ton of money um but every once in a while i'll go and i'll get dried herbs and just purchase new ones and try them in different ways and that's really helped out um we have rosemary is one of our new our new favorites um but that's just a, a new way of flavoring and so you get a new taste and it's a healthier way to flavor as well mm-hmm. we've been trying to do that as well and i have taken the salt shaker from the table yeah <laughs> Um, I've had a really hard time with just completely cutting it out just because our taste buds have not adjusted yet. So that would be one of just my personal, like give yourself time to let your taste buds adjust. The most difficult for us has been the salt and the sodium. I said earlier, the saturated fat. I mean, sure, we like, we, we like our saturated fat, but for the most part, we don't fry things. We had already started cutting out on the dining out and really, so now we've just really made it a point to only dine out a couple of times a week or once a week or whatever number. So you guys told me some of the things that were easiest for you. And I think we kind of touched on difficult, what you thought might be the most difficult. But if you haven't touched on that, what do you think would be the most difficult for you? I think protein. I mean, my family likes protein at every meal. So I, I could have meals that don't have any animal protein, like plant proteins, yes. But then they they seem to be kind of like disappointed or frustrated with it. And so making that switch can be hard. But I have tried to really be more aware of having fish and shrimp and seafoods things that we wouldn't normally have because it's so easy in our part of america to really rely heavily on pork and beef and chicken and just having that at every single meal and you can only prepare it so many times in so many different ways and just knowing that that's not always the healthiest choice to have at every single meal so trying to do some different things and switch it up and actually, my husband and I were talking about it just a couple of weeks ago because he's trying to improve his lifestyle and he's made some changes over the last several months. And I've said to him before, like, I'm fine with making a meal that's all plant protein, no animal protein every now and then. But I feel like y'all are frustrated with me. And he's like, I think we need to try it. So he seems a little more on board and that gives me more confidence to go down that route even though I know my kids may be a little bit frustrated with it but I think the more you introduce it the better you get at it and I know that my taste buds are changing because of the changes we've made because before when I look at the the fruits and vegetables and getting more of that in my diet I would have been like I don't eat vegetables it's not my thing but now I eat a lot more vegetables and I'm seeing that I'm eating less fruit than vegetables so I'm having to try and focus on upping that a little bit more so I think if you do gradually like introduce it you will come around and then you start to actually crave some of those things that you never thought you would eat in the first place and we're the same and if i do not have an animal-based protein then he feels hungry later and then like i said the the sodium that has just been a real a real struggle one of the things that we really enjoy eating has a dressing and when you take a look at the label which i have recently done at first you're thinking oh well that's not too bad but then look at the serving size well we're using the whole bottle and so the whole bottle of this dressing in this dish if he eats half of it then that's way more 
than his recommended number of sodium. So that's just been a struggle trying to substitute. So can I find a lower sodium? Well, I can, but do we like it as much? That has been the biggest struggle, just trying to find the substitutes, but also that protein. Yeah, and I think, you know, listening to that, I think, too, like, if the struggle is we don't really like the other one as much, but I'm getting way too much because of the serving size I'm giving myself, maybe the compromise is I keep what I like and the flavor I like, but I'm just going to have to know I cannot eat the amount I'm eating. So that way, you know, you still get the flavor. You still get the satisfaction of the thing that you enjoy. You just have to cut back on how much you're eating. And, and that's something we've talked about, too, is like, you know, most people don't eat protein the size of a deck of cards they eat it the size of two or three deck of cards and then you're getting a whole day's worth in one meal for no reason and i think if we can be more mindful of like i can have the i can have the things i want to have i just can't have how much of the things i want to have that i want to have always in moderation Mm -hmm. and i think it's important that you pointed out that you're working on it and it's a transition because that's and we've all kind of said that and just awareness of course like we've talked about is our main thing so now that we're aware and we're working on it is a step in the right direction so we may not be perfect and it may take us a long time to get there but you'll get there eventually and it just it just takes a while and it's adjustment and we mentioned like your taste bud change and it just it's something that hopefully our listeners you don't just dive right in and be discouraged maybe if it doesn't work out or you're having a hard time adjusting it it takes time just like you know all the other things that we've talked about on our previous podcasts well and i would say too i want to go back just a second because we we listed off some of these things like where do you need to be here are some recommendations you know the the mental health practitioner in me wants to go to the managed stress in a healthy way and part of that is if you put all the pressure on yourself like you were saying like you wanted to do it all like let me dive in let me do it all that's a lot of stress that you're putting on yourself in a different way. So you may be negating some of the positive changes with doing it all at the same time because you're putting so much stress and you're so overwhelmed that you kind of have to look at it like a balancing act. You know, if I try to do everything at once, I'm going to be overwhelmed and then that's going to take away from the positive I'm doing. So how can I take those baby steps so that I can still handle it emotionally? Because it's an emotional change. You know, making physical um, and nutritional changes when you've been doing something a certain way the majority of your life there's an emotional aspect to that that we forget about and so trying to do it all at once is stressful and overwhelming and I think sometimes we set ourselves up for failure because it's not sustainable it becomes so overwhelming that it's an all or nothing um, and I've been there I've done that I've, I've done the all or nothing fads and it absolutely was miserable and I went off the deep end and was like nope I can't do it this way so I'm gonna do none of it and I think when we let go of the all or nothing mentality and we just try to start making those sustainable changes one at a time that's when we see long-term success I want to challenge everybody that's listening to our podcast Um, processing foods a lot of times if you really sit back and you look at the far as nutrition label of it Think about how can I make this myself? 
because a lot of times you can and a lot of times it is cheaper for you to purchase the ingredients and make it yourself because then you know what you're putting in your body instead of the processed foods yes i know sometimes it's the convenience of it in that but if you're really trying to make a change that try just changing one meal you know because there's Mm -hmm. always all types of meals out there that you can get that are processed easy throw them in the oven microwave whatever take one meal that you like and try to do it fresh and i i challenge you to do that and just making small changes when it comes to your diet when it comes to processed foods i challenge you to to just try it one time with one of your meals that you like Mm -hmm. yes so I accept your challenge. I was just sitting here thinking while you were talking about it. And I was like, one thing that we like is pizza because it's easy. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I'm exhausted. My son's losing it. We're hungry. You just throw it in the oven. But he has started to like to help me cook. So he'll take the pepper and the spices. So we're over spiced sometimes. But um, <laughs> just getting him involved and he loves it. So that's something I could let him help me do if we made our own pizza. And really, when you're cooking it, it probably takes less time to do than a frozen one those are all excellent suggestions which leads right into making a plan and Joni you gave us an excellent plan right there pick one meal Mm -hmm. yeah I was super stressed and that's what I just had to do I had to just step back and be like what is my plan I clearly cannot do all the things at once and I may have had a little help coming to that realization looking at everybody in this room and I can't do it all. I can't do all of that. So I had to step back and make a plan. And it did start just as simple as I need to change one of the meals that we do. Like, I can't get rid of this meal that we all enjoy, that we all love. But yes, maybe we do need to take a step back and don't eat half of the thing in one sitting. Let's portion it out so that we can have some throughout the week. Thinking about that, Joni, your plan sounds like it would be one change, but maybe what else What else would we do? What would your plan be? How would you start small? Well, I'm just going to say this week, I'm really going to try to challenge myself to not add extra salt to anything. I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start at least one meal a week, plant protein only. And just start getting us used to that idea because we've talked about it. It's something I wanted to do. And I I think it's time to just kind of jump in and see how it goes. And I think pizzas are a good place to start with that. Like here in a minute, like pizza for me, I know like my husband is the all the meats guy, but I think it's an excellent like pizzas and pastas are a good meal to start with the mushrooms and the spinach and those different kind of things instead of having a bunch of animal proteins or just one animal protein versus yeah a lot and instead of all of them yeah. if, you, if you like the the five meats of pizza go to a one meats <laughs> pizza <laughs> yeah so mine's just gonna be i think like Joni suggested just looking at one meal and thinking about how i can make it healthier for my family my main one was meal plan I had to sit down one day a week and say, this is what we're going to have. Because when I have those exhausted days where I'm, I just can't do the things I want to, I want to order a pizza. And I think giving yourself just a pass, like if, if you've had just a rough day because they happen and you're just done, I think allowing yourself to say, I can't do it tonight. 
and we're going to have to do something. And whether it's, you know, going out to eat or just, you know, every man for themselves is what we like to call it sometimes. <laughs> you just figure out what's in the pantry. And, you know, sometimes that's a bowl of cereal or a bag of popcorn. And I think it's okay and um, giving yourself the freedom to say, I need to self-care and I just don't have it today. I'm going to take a break and tomorrow I'll be back and I can do better. Well, thank you for all of the discussion today. Listeners, we hope that you gained some information and we would love to hear any of your feedback. If you have listened to a podcast and it has helped you in any way, if you can let us know, send us an email at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a comment on our Facebook page. If you're listening on YouTube, leave us a comment in the comment box. We just really want to know if we're reaching you. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.